The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the program. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, one of your hosts out here live in Las Vegas inside the VSIN studio inside the South Point. Your other host is also live in Las Vegas inside VSIN studio inside the South Point, Wes Reynolds. Wes, how are you? Good to be with you, Pritch. How are you, man? Great to have you back uh, You know, on the program. You heard yesterday, did an outstanding job. I cannot wait to get the breakdown from you today. We, we got the Tour Championship. We got to get to that, get some updates on that, as well as college football, big schedule uh, in college football uh, that we need to break down too. But first of all, I want to get to the bit of news in college football when it comes to Temple and Rutgers. That game has got moved till Saturday. Now, if you had a bet on that, Wes, uh, what's the uh, circumstance? What do you have to deal with here? Yeah, what you're going to do is have to check your house rules. I actually did have bet side and total. Laid 14 with the Rutgers. It did move up to 14 and a half mm-hmm. at the over 51 and a half. So now that game has been moved to Saturday. Right. And that'll be a noon kickoff in Piscataway on the Big Ten Network, 9 o'clock out here on the West Coast. So 
a lot of books will reprice that game and, and you'll get refunds on your tickets and you'll have to bet. So it depends. Some books have different rules in terms of when a game has to be played, like if it has to be played within a certain amount of hours. So okay. I believe where I bet mine, it got canceled. So I would have to rebet that, unfortunately, at a little bit of a worse price if I elect to do that. So I got to decide, okay, do I want to lay 14 and a half or 15? When I laid 14, I usually don't want to do that and chase a number, but I do like the over in this game, still a 51 and a half out there. Mm-hmm. So I like Rutgers still in yeah. this game because I think this is a massive rebuild for Rod Carey and Temple. Greg Chiano's guys, mm-hmm. you know, did pretty well in, in his first year and his second act back there in Piscataway. So, you know, Rutgers is starting to recruit a little bit better. Obviously, this is not the late uh, decade in terms of the 2000s mm-hmm. where they were in the Big East and they were able to kind of make up that gap because there's not as much talent gap with the Rutgers and a Syracuse than there is with the Rutgers and like an Ohio State right. or a Wisconsin. So the Big Ten is really a different bird altogether. But Rutgers starting to recruit a little bit better. They're kind of buying into mm-hmm. Shiano again. And I think that's a perfect spot for him. They return a lot of their production. They only won three games last year, but they were competitive in most of their games that they lost. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They return a quarterback, too. I think that, Noah that helps you. Yep, yep. yep. I think uh, if you're Shiano, you're pleased with that situation. I mean, that always gives you a leg up, I think, as you begin the season. You have the continuity. Uh, but Shiano and his culture fits right in there with Rutgers, though. Yeah, no question yeah. about it. Remember the old uh, the axe that they used to yep. have, chopping wood, <laughs> back kind of in that uh, the Eric Legrand era yeah. where he was a star. You know what? How many coaches in the National Football League use that? I'm just chopping wood. I'm well, chopping I remember wood. Chuck Pagano used mm-hmm. to always use it in Indianapolis yep. when he got promoted to head coach. And look, Greg Schiano got them going. They got to top 10 in the country mm-hmm. at Rutgers when he was there and then left. And now he's kind of back, uh, took, you know, went to the NFL and then was a coordinator and comes back to Piscataway. And I think that's a perfect spot for a guy like that that's high energy. And if you look at the recruiting already for next right. year, they are one of the top seven. They're in the top half of the conference mm-hmm. in the 14 teams in the Big Ten, really the entire East Division is 1 through 7 and the West is 8 through 14. Now that's going to change as you get to National Signing Day, but Rutgers starting to get some dudes and that's what you need in the Big Ten. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so minus 14 and a half here on the board right now. 52 uh, is the total. Some good news for your Colts. We did the deep dive It's been rare, Colts. hasn't it, <laughs> it the last couple rare. months? Yes, it has, but the Colts, uh, Carson Wentz, Ryan Kelly, and Zach Pascal have been activated mm-hmm. from the COVID list. How about that? Now they can start preparing for the season. Yeah, exactly. And you look, you need everybody yeah. on that offensive line. You need Quentin Nelson, obviously, to get mm-hmm. back. He has been practicing. So I would assume that he's going to be a go for week one against Seattle. Oh, yeah. uh, not this Sunday, but next Sunday. But having Ryan Kelly back, they still got some issues at that left tackle position when they can get Eric Fisher back because he's on that COVID list. But he's also coming back from that Achilles mm-hmm. injury in Kansas City that kind of ended his season prematurely. So you're looking for that T. Why Hilton with neck surgery is going to be on IR, so he's going to be out at least a few games uh, with the new reserve rules. Right. He's got to sit three games three before games. he returns, mm-hmm. uh, even if he gets back in time. So all these young guys, the, the Michael Pittmans, the Paris Campbells, and that receiving core are going to have to step up early and often. I, I think the big news, though, for the Colts, uh, in fact, for that first game against Seattle, is the fact that, okay, Carson Wentz, going to, he's going to have some time mm-hmm. to prepare. Also, mm-hmm. the center, Kelly. Yes. I mean, that was huge to get the quarterback and center back at the same time to prepare for that first game opening week. So, you know, when you look about, uh, you know, the situation with the Colts, that that certainly was a key factor for them. Yeah, no doubt. It's betting across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host live here in Las Vegas. Your other host live here in Las Vegas as well. 
Wes Reynolds. So, Wes, uh, college football. I got to get to some of these games because I have not made decisions. And we're we're moments away, Mm -hmm. hours away from kickoff here Mm -hmm. today. So, I want you to help me out if you can. Uh, South Florida. Uh, North Carolina State. I'm intrigued by this game. I I think North Carolina State has a powerful running game. We'll see if South Florida can stop that powerful running game, though. But it's a big number. It's minus 19 on the board out here in Vegas, 58 and a half uh, the total in the game. I'm so weary of the the great unknown when it comes to college football because gone through it myself, you're excited about this moment. You're excited to kick off the football and play a game, but yet – you just don't know what's going to happen still mm-hmm. because they're still kids, right? The whole development thing from training camp, the whole development thing from uh, a spring ball, too. So you got UCF, USF, uh, South Florida coming to town, North Carolina State. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be very excited for this game, but is that a number that you want to mess with in terms of laying the points? It is a little bit of a big number. Now, Devin Leary finally has yeah. officially won the job. He was a starter last year, and then – COVID-19 happened. He had positive contract tracing, so that kind of changed it all. And it Mm -hmm. was Bailey Hawkman, the former Florida State transfer, got a few starts. So now Devin Leary is back in the fold. Uh, They return a lot there. Dave Doran has kind of been a model of consistency at NC State. You know, win six, seven, eight games. I think they're kind of probably going to have that type of season yet again. The total offense rankings was just 71st last year. But Mm -hmm. you got to keep in mind, Devin Leary was not available for all those games. So the numbers probably would have been better. South Florida, second year now for this uh, new head coach down there who uh, came in uh, from Clemson, was the former offensive coordinator. So you know that he has a winning culture down there. But... It takes a while it to does. rebuild. It's yeah. going to take a while to rebuild, I think, in South Florida. They gave up 40 points a game last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, look, they had three different quarterbacks mm-hmm. uh, that started last season. Uh, so, uh, Cade Fortin, a former North Carolina transfer, is going to get the start. Jaron Williams, by the way, a Miami transfer, got beaten out for the job. So, Fortin's got a really strong arm, but... It, you know, South Florida, they they really took a beating, like you were mentioning, mm-hmm. last season. They gave up 34 points or more, I believe, seven times last year. Couldn't stop the run. They were 106 in the country. Yep. Just didn't really generate a lot of big plays. So, concerns me a little bit. I don't really like South Florida at this standpoint. I still think they're a year or two away mm-hmm. from potentially, you know, making that improvement. Because oftentimes when you get that new head coach, the biggest improvement is from the second year to the third year. And obviously, we are in year two of this new regime down in Tampa for South Florida. So line looks a little high. Looks okay. actually looks about right to Does me. Okay. I would lean if I had to. I'd lay it with NC State, but I think I'm going to leave this one alone. Yeah, because here's a question a lot of casual betters like myself have uh, when it comes to big numbers like this. Okay, South Florida, uh, abysmal last year. They were horrible. Yeah, to pile on, mm-hmm. uh, opponents were over 50% converting on third down. I mean, their defense was – there was no defense, right? basically. Yeah, new schemes uh, on both yeah, sides of the ball. Yeah. You would certainly expect that. And then on the other side, you have uh, NC State who can run the ball. I, I think uh, Zonovan Knight, uh, he's a running back that a lot mm-hmm. of people want to see play this year. Uh, and so when you have a number like this, though, I mean, on paper it seems like North Carolina is going to roll. North Carolina State is going to roll. But yet, you know, it's a great unknown. And that's where I have trepidation a little bit as a casual better laying that – Big number right there, but uh, there's also betting angles. First half, maybe uh, certain situations that way. The total 58 and a half. 
But for a casual better, Wes, like how do you approach or how would you advise casual betters to approach big numbers like this? Well, I, I think unless you're very sure, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with leaving a game alone. Okay. There's a lot. I know we're all excited yeah. because we have games and, and actually have more games than we have last weekend here just on a Thursday night. So we all want to get involved, mm-hmm. but you don't have to bet every game on the board if you're not really sure about it because the, the number looked really tight to me, at least kind of where it should be. That's where I would power rated about, you know, high teens, maybe around 20. Okay. And I just didn't see enough, uh, enough value for that. So don't be afraid to leave it alone. And also don't be afraid to maybe watch a little yeah. bit, you know, watch that first half and maybe you'll see something in the second half, or maybe you'll see something with the in game. Not every game is offered on in game, but most of the TV games are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't be afraid to get involved maybe in, in that part of the game instead and kind of expand your menu, but you don't have to bet all these games pre-flop if you don't have a good read on them. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So texting with some friends last night, we were talking about Ohio state and Minnesota, and we kind of briefly t- uh, touched on that a little bit yesterday. Uh, and, and so in the discussion, and I'm like, yeah, I feel comfortable laying 14 points with Ohio State. And a question mark, question mark, question mark. I got mm-hmm. three question marks on text message, right? So it's like, that, is that a big number in your opinion for Ohio State, Minnesota? I think it is. I think okay. it's probably in terms of a power rating, just a raw power rating, the right number. But I did take the 14. Mm-hmm. And you, all, you are seeing some 13 and halves out there in the market. And uh, it's also uh, went with the under at 63 and a half. Now starting to see as low as 61 and a half. I yep. think we're going to have some weather up there in Minneapolis. And look, Ohio State is always capable. They're one of the best programs in the country. They're always capable of laying somebody out. And that's why I think betters are willing to lay that 14. Not necessarily myself, because I look at Ohio State. I know they don't rebuild, they reload there mm-hmm. in Columbus. Yes. But if you look out of the 130 teams that played FBS football last year, Ohio State is 126th in terms of returning production. Meanwhile, on the other side, the Minnesota Golden Gophers are 6th. Mm-hmm. They return 10 starters on both sides of the ball, including a veteran quarterback, Tanner Morgan, now in his third year as a starter, arguably the most experienced quarterback in the Big Ten. And he's not a guy that necessarily dazzles you with these superlative numbers, but he's a guy that doesn't get you beat. He's a guy that's mature. He doesn't make mistakes. He runs the offense efficiently. He's very good in terms of his accuracy, his completion percentage. It was down a little bit last year, but keep in mind that season was so erratic. Canceled games. When are you going to play? COVID-19 guys opting out so you don't want to totally ignore those numbers from 2020 mm-hmm. but you also don't want to put as much weight as you might put a year before during what was a quote-unquote normal season so I went with Minnesota here I just thought now the expectations are better for mm-hmm. Minnesota I think when they went 11 and 2 and they beat Auburn in that bowl game in 2019 it was kind of like okay PJ Flex really got it going here a lot of expectations then COVID-19 hits and then the Big Ten doesn't start until October so you play a limited schedule so all of a sudden Minnesota played that first game against Michigan and Michigan really took it to them on both sides of the ball they were way more physical they were yeah. tougher at the line of scrimmage and that ended up being a mediocre Michigan team so people I think still have that impression in their minds on Minnesota like well this team really wasn't very good but now it's kind of where you can buy low a little bit because now they're getting ignored and it's like okay Fleck can kind of play that underdog we don't have as much expectations because mm-hmm. everybody if you look at all the punditry almost 
everybody seems to be picking Wisconsin and or Iowa to go ahead and win the Big Ten West. But I think that this is right there for Minnesota because you have some teams kind of below them that we don't know what they're going to be or we think we're going to be disappointed. Uh, I don't want to overreact to one game, but Nebraska looks like they have issues. Illinois, even though they won last week, didn't impress me. Like Shania Twain, that don't impress me much and uh, (laughs) didn't really impress Purdue. Who knows what they are going Mm -hmm. to be? So you have a lot of these teams in the West that you don't know. So somebody's kind of going to step up and challenge those top two, and I think it's Minnesota. Okay, so it is a great unknown right there. I mean, so the question mark, question mark, question mark from my friend was valid then because, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm thinking, okay, later 14 with Ohio State, they've settled on a quarterback. They have an offensive line that's going to be strong for them again this year. Uh, Even their playmakers on the outside is going to be strong. Now, defensively, we'll see what happens. But I think defense with preparation with training camp and also spring ball uh, allows you to start quickly. Yeah, uh, this year in college football, uh, so much different than last year. I mean, I, I can't tell you how different and how relieved these players are to actually have a, a, a true routine uh, oriented offseason and leading that, up to a big game. And this game is going to be interesting because you do have a very talented quarterback, but a very mm-hmm. young quarterback right. in C.J. Stroud, uh, who did play some mop up reps. So he is a, technically a redshirt freshman. He's not a true freshman right out of high school. Mm-hmm. You've got a good receiver tandem, actually one of the best in the country, of course, a lot and Garrett Wilson. So they'll put up the points, but the defense is a little bit, you know, worrisome perhaps for Ohio State. Not necessarily stopping the run. Mm -hmm. They were, I think, top seven in the country, allowed only 97 yards a game on the ground last year. But it's that pass defense. They were dead last in the Big Ten. And now Kerry Saylor's the defensive coordinator there in Columbus is trying to go with like a 4-2-5, put an extra safety, put an extra rover on the field to, to help in that coverage because their linebackers, especially against the elite teams last year, really struggled in coverage and now those linebackers are in the NFL so they do have to replace those guys so I think maybe a little bit of rust for Ohio State early and then as the game goes along, maybe the Gophs have enough to be right there, nip and tuck for three quarters, and then maybe kind of wear down in the fourth quarter. But I think 14 was a good enough number to take Minnesota. That's the first time I've ever heard them referred to as the Gophs. Yes. yes. <laughs> the Gophers, they get the it. Gophs. But the Gophs, I never heard that before. You're from Big Ten country, so I'm mm-hmm. going to get a lot of that, I think. Uh, when, it, when you look at Minnesota, too, defensively, uh, are you worried about that? You know, with the four, you're catching 14 points, but their defense gave up, I think it was like over six yards of carry uh, last year. And the friend to a college football program is the, the ability to run football. Yeah. Uh, and I think Ohio State will try to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Minnesota does get some reinforcements. Yeah. They get a transfer okay. in from Clemson, a nose tackle, Niles Pinckney. Mm-hmm. Also, the aforementioned NC State that we just talked about a minute ago, Val Martin is coming in. So they get a little bit of reinforcements up front, and they're certainly going to need them because you got to be able to try to stop the run and I do think Ohio State Ryan Day Kevin Wilson the offensive coordinator they are with this young quarterback you got to think maybe they're going to be a little more run reliant at least in the first game start to establish the run then get the kids some confidence run some play action pass if the run is open for Ohio State so I do think Minnesota's defense just with personnel is Mm -hmm. going to be better and then those transfer reinforcements so thought 14 was a good enough number I like the under a little bit better and it is dropping I got 63 and a half which wasn't even the best number and now starting to see some 61 and a halves in the market. So that quarterback at Michigan you were talking about, the year that they started the year with, uh, Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. he's now at Tennessee. He is. Uh, and he's starting, by the way. And so there you go with the transfer portal. Uh, Joe Mixon the third is now starting for the Tennessee Volunteers. And they are laying a big number two now. It's Bowling Green. Uh, but here's my question again to you. A new quarterback mm-hmm. program that feels like, 
they need to be more competitive? Certainly they need to be more competitive. I mean, they feel like they're one of those uh, schools in the SEC that's not getting the respect. Right. They got to earn it, right? Yeah. So they're laying 36 against Bowling Green, uh, 60 and a half the total. Yeah, and I was trying to figure out how I wanted to play this game because, look, Bowling Green is not going to be very good. Right. And you do have a new coach in Josh Heupel who, mm-hmm. you look, first impression is always kind of a lasting impression uh, when you're a new coach in town. So Josh Heupel, I don't think he was necessarily the guy that Fall Nation wanted down there in Knoxville, <laughs> but that's the guy they got. And, look, he's going to want to impress you got fans there in Neyland Stadium that are going to be attending which you couldn't have last year so he might be wanting to put one on these guys but 37 is a lot of points with what you mentioned in terms of a a new quarterback Joe Mixon and you know some new personnel out there so I don't know if I would necessarily want to lay this big number not that I'm never willing to do it but I'm probably not so much here but perhaps a way to play this if you don't want to lay 37 and you think Bowling Green somehow can get a couple touchdowns and maybe kind of stay within the number backdoor possibility because a team like Bowling Green, keep in mind, they don't have the depth. Mm -hmm. So it's not like if they get down big that they're going to be putting in their third and fourth stringers because they absolutely don't have the depth. So they're going to have the starters in pretty much most of the game. It might be like a Tennessee that eventually pulls and goes with their second and third and fourth unit, but Bowling Green's got to pretty much play their starters throughout. So they're always live to get a score at the end against like third team uh, defenders. Uh, So that's that's something to keep in mind with this game. But I guess if I were to look at and attack this, I would maybe look at the team total, which you can bet at some of these shops where it's just taking one team with the amount of points that they are listed. So like you look, I think for what I'm seeing right now, not as many on the board for like the first half, but it's basically an average of about 28 mm-hmm. or so for Tennessee. Cause you know, look, I could easily see 35, nothing right, right. or 35 to seven in the, in the first half or at halftime. So that might be a way I would look is to play the team total instead of laying the spread, this big spread with Tennessee. Also, I think 48 is what I'm seeing on the board for the full game. Mm-hmm. I would maybe rather go with the with the team total because I think maybe they're sharp early yeah. and then all of a sudden they get up on these guys. It's like, okay, they're out class. So you get into that inevitable decision where it's like, do I really want to hang 60 or however many on Bowling Green here? Uh, you know, I, I want to obviously cover for the alumni that laid the big number in the stands, all that orange and white. Well, I did mention they want respect in the SEC, so SEC, you know, they want to blow out these opponents, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, maybe kind of earn some clout that way. But uh, I, I hear what you're saying. Certainly, uh, you could uh, see a scenario in which they do uh, play a lot of younger players. But Joe Mixon, there, I, I would expect him to try to get as much experience as he could uh, mm-hmm. with this new situation with the new coach as well. Uh, but we'll see what happens and what that develops too. But I like the angle, team total, right there. Probably the same for this game, Citadel at Coastal Carolina. I was waiting for this line. We got it now. Coastal Carolina's laying 33 and a half. 55 is the total. I would imagine Coastal Carolina is a top 25 team wants to show everybody uh, that they have uh, a pretty good program. Well, certainly. And also, there is supremacy now mm-hmm. up for grabs in the Sun Belt Conference. Coastal Carolina, right. of course, had that great season uh, last year where they beat BYU and they got ranked and all that stuff. Maybe they were going to get a group of five bowl and then they lost at the end of the season. So, Coastal Carolina, it used to be Appalachian State kind of mm-hmm. ruled the roost, but yep. now you have Coastal Carolina. We talked about another team, Lafayette, the Raging Gajans uh, yesterday, ULL. So, you know, a lot of uh, 
lot of, the Sun Belt's really improved, I think, in terms of football programs where they get kids and they get transfers that maybe started at SEC programs or ACC programs that come in because it's like, hey, I can play here and we can win a lot of games and I can still get a look for the next level. So I didn't really mess a lot yet with these FCS and FBS games. Okay. One of the things when you have with these matchups, keep in mind if you are betting these, these lines move a lot quicker yeah. because the limits are lower. So usually it's going to be a sharp guy. It's not going to be your casual Joe better that you're seeing on the street. Usually it's going to be a smart guy betting these. So uh, this is one I did stay away from, but Coastal Carolina with a huge number over the city. Huge number. 55 is a total. I do like the program. I like what they're doing. Taylor made quarterback for that offensive system uh, that they have right there. And then, okay, top 25 team to start the year. Let's showcase uh, what we're all about out there in Conway. Uh, South Carolina. When we continue the program, we're going to get to some rookie of the year situations in the National Football League. That's coming up next. A lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
season is right around the corner, so it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app, stop by any MGM casino on the strip, have your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Wes Reynolds with you today in studio here in Las Vegas. Uh, And so, Wes, I don't know if you decided on Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year in Mm -hmm. the National Football League. I mean, we get a lot of candidates, great candidates. Usually people are going to gravitate towards a quarterback. I get that. Um, you have some running backs that could make some noise this year, too. Keep an eye on some of those people. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, the investigation. Trevor Lawrence is a favorite to win Offensive mm-hmm. Rookie of the Year, plus 350. Mac Jones, his number has changed mightily, down to yes. plus 500 now. And then Justin Fields. He feels like the guy to me to be offensive rookie right. of the year to start the year, but I don't know when he's going to play. He's at plus 700. Where are you? Yeah, and and on the field standpoint, like just because he, he probably is not going to start week one against the Rams on the road on Sunday Night Football doesn't mean necessarily that he can't win rookie of the year. Right. Now, now, if you're getting into like week – 11 or week 12 before he gets to start, then obviously the value is is pretty much gone, and I don't think they're going to give it to a guy on like a five or six game sample size as a starter, unless they, of course, go 6-0 and or something like that. Andy but, Dalton against the Rams is going to look horrible. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> is Justin Fields going to look much better, though, with that offensive line, even though he has scrambling ability, mm-hmm. but, you know, when you're scrambling uh, against the Rams defense and you've got Aaron Donald, he's a lot faster than most of the defensive oh, yeah. linemen in the National Football oh, yeah. League, so uh, you know, there. I guess there's no soft, you know, I've kind of softened on my stance a mm-hmm. little bit with that, where it's like there's no real soft landing spot, because I thought well, maybe look to start him at home against the Cincinnati, or start him at home against the Detroit, which is a game that you probably will be favored to win. Okay. So instead of, you know, when you're touchdown underdogs against the Rams, who obviously have Super Bowl uh, aspirations, debuting their new toy at quarterback, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford. So a big deal out there in SoFi Stadium. So you've seen the Mac Jones line obviously drop, and I think rightfully so, because I think of all of the rookie quarterbacks, he probably has the best situation. His team is the closest to making the playoffs, and he has arguably the best offensive line, because if you look, Trevor Lawrence, the offensive line, not in great shape in front of him. Same thing in Chicago. Mm -hmm. San Francisco has a decent offensive line, but that might be a platoon between Jimmy G and Trey Lance. So how many reps is Trey Lance going to get? Zach Wilson going to be the day one starter. They have some work to do on the offensive line there in New Jersey for the New York Jets. So that's why I think Mac Jones, probably at least if you look on the surface from those prices, even though it's been baked into the cake, probably has the best situation at least to start the season. Okay. So if you had $100, would you just put it all on Mac Jones plus 500 or would you spread it out here on the board with the, uh, some of these favorites as well? I might split a little bit. I might mm-hmm. go 50 or 60 on Mac Jones. Okay. And then uh, I don't think we have it up, but I believe he's double digits. Maybe throw a little on Kyle Pitts because I think I he's, gonna, he's going to have huge numbers. <laughs> I don't know if that was the right pick for Atlanta to make. I thought mm-hmm. Atlanta was kind of in a damned if they did, damned okay. if they didn't situation because they probably could have maybe said, okay, 
okay, we got to rebuild here. We got a new GM. We got a new head coach in Arthur Smith. Obviously, Arthur Blank let go of Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov, the GM, last season. So it's like, if we're going to rebuild, do we look to a team that needed a veteran quarterback near the end of his career and still has some gas in the tank, like Matt Ryan? You know, maybe a Denver could have yeah. been a landing spot for a Matt Ryan or a couple other places and then just blow it up. But what they did is they took the best player available, mm-hmm. and that was Kyle Pitts. And I think Kyle Pitts, you know, we talked about that yesterday. He's a tight end, but he's kind of like a receiver. Oh, he is a receiver. You know, yeah. and, and he's going to be a big-time pass mm-hmm. catcher. And there's going to be – Atlanta will throw the ball. Matt Ryan yeah. will put up good numbers uh, in terms of passing yards, and they're probably a team that's going to be behind in some games. So, Cal mm-hmm. Pitts is a move-the-chains guy. He's going to have a lot of catches, a lot of yards. Find him in the red zone. He's a big target. So, And especially with Julio now somewhere yeah. else. So, now another receiver has to step up. So, that's going to throw more balls Cal Pitts' way. So, I'd probably put 20 okay. or 30 of that 100. Dollars on I like that thinking well. right there. You know, Mac Jones at plus 500. People will look at the coordinator situation, Josh McDaniels. He's got six Super Bowl rings, by the way. Yes. So when you think about Tom Brady, his first year uh, as a starter in that offense, he produced 2,843 passing yards, 18 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions right there. So um, in today's NFL, Mac Jones should uh, be better than that. So we'll see uh, what happens this year with the Patriots. Coming up next, we got baseball to break down. Don't look now. The Dodgers are in first place in the division. That's coming up next. season right around the corner it's the perfect time for you to get the vcin pro football betting guide the guide is only 19 dollars 99 and available now our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings plus best bets on season win totals divisional finishes and player awards you can also sign up for vcin all access and get everything we offer for the entire football season sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Wes Reynolds with you today. And getting to Major League Baseball, Wes, you know, the Braves open up the door for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. But the Phillies don't want to walk through it. They're losing to the Nationals 6-3 right now. I know, they're telling right them, now. I'm going to leave the door open. <laughs> they did sing too low. Not quite Bruno Mars okay. quality vocal there. Almost. I apologize Almost. to our that, viewers. That came close. That came close. 6-3 uh, to three in the seventh. Uh, losing to the Nationals. And then you got the Athletics all over the Tigers 8-1 to one, uh, right now. What do you make of baseball, the wacky nature of Major League, Major League Baseball? We're going down the stretch right now. These we teams, are. they need to start distinguishing themselves and, and gearing up for the playoffs. Yeah, and you look at Philadelphia. Aaron Nola, very rough outing yeah. today. Only four innings pitch. Gave up six earned, six hits. Struck out five. Did give up two walks. Also got taken deep twice. So, mm-hmm. not a very good outing for Nola. And Philadelphia, not too far out. They're two and a half back of the Reds because the now first time occupant of that wild card spot is the San Francisco Giants who now have lost the lead in the NL West to the Los Angeles Dodgers but by the way 13 games ahead of the second wild oh, yeah. guard spot of the Cincinnati <laughs> Reds and then Padres half game back Phillies tied with St. Louis at two and a half back so look we know that the Nationals were big time sellers and they're just playing out the season they're they're already ready to book their uh, vacations to uh, exotic islands and faraway places they're 21 games 
teams under 500. But Philadelphia not taking advantage here, down mm-hmm. six to three here, top of the seventh. This was six to nothing, so Phillies did get a three spot in the top of the sixth. So now it is down to the bullpens. They're not out of it yet, so okay. this is certainly a comeback type of game. But you know, you, you just got you got to take advantage of these spots, yes. and we kind of saw that yesterday when the Reds lost that first game mm-hmm. in the doubleheader, and then you Darvish gets rocked a very poor outing for him in Arizona. So, you know, Padres couldn't take advantage of that, but nobody really wants to take advantage of these wild card spots. It's like, okay, we're going to lose one. Now you lose one here. So that is what's happening. You mentioned that division Atlanta Braves kind of trying because they're having to play out at the Dodgers now. So yeah. obviously a tough road to hoe for them. So they've let Philly back into it. Philly only two games back and even the New York Mets who mm-hmm. are absolutely struggling <laughs> only five games out That's of it. the NLE. So you want to say, okay, they're done for. And of course, uh, you know, the bad news with Javi Baez giving the thumbs down like the old Rob Van Dam, the former ECW WWE wrestler, <laughs> but uh, gave the crowd the thumbs down and then scored a winning run the other day. The GM gets busted for drunk driving. <laughs> so all kind of problems in mess. Queens, New yes, York. They are a mess uh, there with the Mets. We'll see if they can make a run at it. But the Braves opening up the door in that division. Uh, you know, the wild card situation may be dicey. I think you have to win that division to get to the playoffs. Uh, that's the path, uh, at least resistance pass, uh, path for me when you look at uh, that division, those teams in that division too. Uh, but let's get to some of these games, Wes, because the Brewers and the Giants are going to get after it. Uh, Lauer and Webb are right there. This has been an intriguing matchup mm-hmm. too because the Giants cannot beat the Brewers, and yet uh, they find themselves now trailing the Dodgers in that division. And so you wonder, okay, look, we're going to make the playoffs. We're going to be a wild card, but I would hate to see the Giants try to figure out who's going to go on the bump for that one uh, game right. wild card situation. Right, because there doesn't seem to be one. I guess mm-hmm. Kevin Gaussman Maybe. would be the most logical guy, but San Francisco is going to go with Logan Webb. They're trying to avoid that sweep at home. Eric Lauer, the lefty, going to go for the Brewers. Milwaukee's pretty much clinched the NL yeah. Central. It's just uh, a matter of counting down the days, but, you know, they're not that far out of it. When you look at the Brewers, they are not that far out of it mm-hmm. in terms of clinching the number one seed in the National League. They're 82-52. <laughs> and 52. The Dodgers, the best record in the National League, but only three games ahead, so plenty of time if the Brewers want to get that number one seed. Lauer's been very solid this season at the back end of the rotation. Uh, best ERA of his career. He's been keeping batters off balance. He's probably been a little bit fortunate when you look at the fielding independent pitching, which I often look at more than the ERA with the starting pitchers. So, been stranding runners, getting good defense behind him, so that's why when you see those numbers, a little bit of a discrepancy. Uh, San Francisco hasn't scored more than three runs over over the past week in any game. So yeah. Gabe Kapler has been trying and he's pushed most of the right buttons this year, but he's been trying with these guys. So Logan Webb, it is up for him to try to salvage, uh, not getting swept 265 on the ERA. Yeah. Been a little bit lucky when you look at the XFIP, just a little bit higher than his ERA is. However, the way I'm going to probably play this because you got two bullpens. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that they're going to get shelled and give up a lot of runs late. The way I would probably look to play this is the under seven and a half because this is a getaway game. I often like to play this angle a little bit. The getaway game day unders when you've got two teams, even though San Francisco doesn't have to travel, so it's not as good of an angle, but when you got two teams to play a very early game and then they got to travel that day to get to a game the mm-hmm. next day on the road, usually that is a very good sign for the under, but Milwaukee is the one traveling back home to get St. Louis in a three-game set this weekend. San Francisco's got the Dodgers coming in, so 
I'm not going to bet this. I would still lean to the under. I wish both teams were traveling. I'd like the angle a lot better, but it has gone down from eight to seven and a half. All right. I cashed a ticket on Boston, Tampa Bay on Monday. We get a game here on Thursday. Um, 155, minus 155 for Tampa at home, seven and a half the total. Now, I saw the Sox stay back sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't get the win, but they still had a nice game right there to get the W. Uh, what about this matchup here, Tampa Bay and Boston? Uh, where would you go here? I'm interested in Tampa Bay. I mean, why would you bet against Tampa Bay? I know they had the loss last night, but yeah. still minus 155 at home. Well, I'm actually looking to go against Tampa okay. Bay here because I think Erod, Eduardo Rodriguez, has some positive regression here because if you look, his ERA is 512, which mm-hmm. is, you know, that's not very impressive, but the fielding independent pitching is under three and a half runs, and that I think is more indicative because he's had some rotten luck this year, and I think it's because of that BABIP, that batting average balls in play, which is the highest uh, amongst the starters that have pitched over 100 innings this season, and the strand rate hasn't been very good, so he's had a lot of un, uh, bad luck, really, against him, but if you look at his strikeout rate, it's the best of his career. Okay. In terms of the walk rate, it's also the best of his career, so I think the regression is a little bit overdue. They did stop that nine-game winning streak from mm-hmm. Tampa Bay last night, and look, if, if you have, you look at the Rays, you want to do it with a lefty on the mound. The Rays are better, I think, against right-handed pitching. They're seventh in the league, but only 22nd against lefties, which Erod is tonight, so Red Sox top 10 in both of those categories here, so I think the Red Sox, if you're getting a $1.45, I actually think that that's okay. decent value. I know it's tough to get in front of the Rays, but the Red Sox obviously have a lot to play for. Still right there in that wild card race with the uh, the New York Yankees, now only two games back and two games ahead of Oakland, who looks like they're going to get a win here this afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, seven and a half, a low total of that in that game right there when you think about those pitchers, too, and the, the lineups uh, for both teams, too. So seven and a half, uh, the total in that one. Uh, come up next, we're going to have Lou Finacaro join the program. we got a UFC event coming up this weekend. Let's get to some fights, shall we? That's next. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Sports betting is heating up, so sign up right now for a risk-free first bet up to $1,000 at BetMGM. Be sure to use bonus code VSEN1000 and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. Get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Once again, it's bonus code VSEN1000 to make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Wes Reynolds with you today as host and happy to bring on to the program Lou Finicaro. He's our Point Spread Weekly contributor. Lou, how are you? Great, Mike. It's uh, it's great to spend an afternoon with you and Wes. We're getting close to football season, but you guys always carve out a few minutes for the UFC, and it's much appreciated, my friend. Oh, we appreciate you for sure. Uh, we love to break down on the fights and information you give us to perhaps bet on these fights as well. So uh, a nice event here in Vegas, uh, Brunson Till, middleweight fight. Uh, you know, look, I, I think oh, Till is a favorite, right? That's correct. And then, okay, so I looked at this earlier today, and I saw that if this goes the distance, this plus money situation, now I don't know if it's going to go to distance. I don't know if these guys are going to mix it up. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in this fight? Well, I think that uh, how each combatant approaches the other will tell us. Uh, Brunson's going to need to quickly establish wrestling okay. because standing up, I think he's going to be at a disadvantage. Uh, the thing with Till, the, his, his English opponent, uh, yes, a better uh, slicker striker, but more one-dimensional. Brunson has BJJ and uh, NCAA world-class wrestling behind him. He's also at Stanford MMA where he gets a plethora of different kinds of fighters that can emulate Till and prepare him for this fight. Uh, to me, when I handicapped this fight, Till's had two fights at 180. The first one against Gastelum, he looked great, but Gastelum didn't bring anything in that fight. Most fight fans would tell you that. And then he looked very good in a loss to Robert Whitaker. But in that fight, Whitaker was able to get Till down a couple of times. Uh, as I look at this fight and try and answer the, your question for the total, Mike, mm -hmm. I think if this fight stays standing, it's going to favor Till, and it may not m make it four and a half rounds. However, if Brunson can have his way, I think this thing could go over pretty easily in what could look like a real ugly, boring Brunson on top kind of a fight. I don't know really where I lean right now, the, the lines, because there's 
college football tonight and all weekend. The NFL's coming up. These lines have been a little bit stagnant and not a lot of movement right now. Okay. Uh, but I do expect there's going to be some till money as we get closer to Saturday, and that might interest me in Brunson. Yeah, and and uh, as you know, Lou and, and Pritch, this actually the organization, the UFC, did want to have this fight in London, England, because Darren Till from England, mm-hmm. from Liverpool, and also from Liverpool is the guy in the co-main bout, and that's Tom Aspinall in a heavyweight bout. Two fighters here that are just kind of on the periphery of the top ten that both got wins over aging veterans that are still quality aging veterans, good names to have on your win-loss record. It was Aspinall who did get the win over Andre Arlovsky earlier in February, a rear naked choke submission in mm-hmm. the second round. Meanwhile, Sergey Spivak defeat Alexei Olenek, who, the ageless wonder Alexei Olenek, who, who has so many <laughs> fights on his record, got a unanimous decision back in June right out here in Las Vegas, uh, did uh, Sergey Spivak. But Spivak, about a $2 dog here. Aspinall, like you mentioned, the, Lou, the lines have been stagnant. So Aspinall, anywhere from like minus two and a quarter to minus 250. Where are you leaning here with the battle of the heavyweights? Well, uh, I'm I'm really interested in this fight because, again, the dynamic that this was supposed to be in London means that Aspinall uh, and all the English fighters, Till, uh, Molly, Meatball, McCann, uh, all those English fighters and European fighters are the ones that have to deal with the COVID testing and all the protocols now. So that's a a sizable change in happening. Spivak, who does also have to travel, he takes this fight on short notice knows exactly what he's getting. In fact, these two were scheduled to fight six, eight months ago. I think Spiviak was interested in uh, trying to fight someone he had already prepared for. And by stepping in on short notice, he tells me he's game. And while I believe Aspinall should be the favorite here, the over under one and a half, Spivak is durable. They call him the polar bear is his nickname because he's got a head with got three inches thick of cranium, Mm -hmm. just like a polar bear. And I think it's going going to be hard to get rid of him. And for that reason, I lean to the over one and a half in this fight based on Spivak showing up and, and showing well for himself. Oh, this is going to be about then. Heavyweight yeah. fights. You got a polar bear in there with three inches. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah, big, big guys uh, throwing some hands yeah, here. Yeah, I cannot wait to see that one, Lou. Uh, speaking with Lou Finicaro, Point Spread Weekly contributor. You can follow him on Twitter at GamLou. Uh, so, Lou, let's get to uh, some light heavyweights here. So, I'm interested about your thoughts on this fight. Khalil Roundtree. Uh, Apparently, he was going to retire. I was reading up on him. Uh, He came back, signed an extension, certainly. Now, Bukakis is a favorite here, minus 155. Is is this a new life for Roundtree Jr.? Is this somebody, a dog that we can back here? Boy, I'm not so sure. Roundtree has displayed such inconsistency in his career. And each of these guys enters this fight having lost their last two. So we're going to get plenty of focus and the best effort from each man. In the case of Roundtree, he lost to this relatively similar kind of guys. Prakino and Kutalaba are just big brute strikers with not much skill and not much 
refining okay. uh, mixed martial arts. They're just they're just brawlers. Uh, on the other hand, uh, Bukowskis, he lost to two really excellent fighters. Michael O, a fighter from uh, Poland who, forgive me that I can't pronounce his last name, and Jimmy Crute, a, a really vice-grip grappler from down under in Australia. Based on the fact that Bukowskis has faced a higher caliber of opponent in his losses, I'd like him to win this fight. And minus 150, minus 155, I think is a very uh, manageable price. Uh, to take a guy that's going to be a little taller, longer, and he's just going to have to make sure that he pushes Khalil Roundtree back in this fight and doesn't let Roundtree push him back. Lou, I know one of the fights here looking in on the uh, prelim portion of this Brunson and Till card is Julian Erosa against Charles Jordan, and uh, Erosa comes off a knockout loss. He was on that Korean Zombie Dan Ige card earlier this June, got TKO'd by Sungwoo Choi, so coming back short notice after taking a TKO knockout against Charles Jordan, the guy from Montreal, Quebec, uh, who is now 11-3-1. He got a technical knockout win over Marcelo Rojo here back in March, and then just looking at this price right now, Erosa is the dog here, about 150 to 160, kind of in that range, so the lay on Charles Jordan, minus 185, minus 190, catch weight bout here. What do you do when you have a fighter that's coming back on short notice that does get knocked out in his previous fight? Is that an auto fade for you, or are you liking the dog here? Well, no, I think that's a very appropriate question question, Wes. What do you do with this guy? Because, first of all, Erosa, uh, th these two guys are 145-pound fighters. The uh, key to it is because they hooked up late, they agreed to 150 pounds. Advantage Erosa. Erosa is huge for 145, and it's amazing that he even makes it. So 150 is going to hugely benefit him. What doesn't benefit him is that in three of his four losses, he's been knocked out. And what Jordan is, is a deft, fluent striker. He's just going to be a little bit smaller than Erosa is in this fight. Uh, it, it, here's another one where I, I think I'm going to be able to trust the extra five pounds and what it does to Erosa. Two and a half is the over-under in the fight, and the under is the is the favorited position. Uh, I, th I think over two and a half or a fight goes the, to the distance is a very reasonable approach here. I think Jordan will have trouble with Erosa's size, and even though it's quick back for Erosa. He does take this on short notice. It tells me he wants to get the taste of that loss out of his mouth and compete, and I'm willing to believe that he does so based on the catch weight. Lou, any other uh, prelim uh, fight on the card that has your attention? Uh, well, last week we saw uh, Al Hassan, a 220 and 230 favorite, knock out a big stiff Italian kid early in the in the first round. And in this one, we got Mark Andre Barrio, who is a who's a Canadian fighter against Dolce Lungiambula. Lungiambula is an explosive powder keg at TNT, and he could do to the Canadian uh, as an as an underdog what uh, Al Hassan did last week. I'm still looking into that one, but. Do not underestimate uh, Dolce Lungimbula. Good job on that pronunciation, yes. Lou. And you can hear those <laughs> pronunciations, by the way. The Bout Business podcast from Lou Finicaro is going to debut. Bout Business, uh, Lou. When are we going to be able to check that out? 
That's going to drop Friday night because these fights, uh, for everyone that is not aware, they start at 1030 in the morning Saturday. So the Bout Business podcast, the first one, final releases will be out sometime early Friday evening. So look for that. And thanks so much for mentioning it, Wes. You got it, man. No problem. I'll be listening and I'll add that to my subscription every single week here with the UFC. Oh, absolutely. Great name, too. Bout Business, Lou. I love that. Thanks, guys. Sure, appreciate it. We really like having me. I love having, love to be on. And uh, I wish everybody good luck with their uh, bets this week. You bet, Lou. Anytime, man. Good luck to you as well, Lou. Thanks again for your time. The great Lou Finnecaro right there. About business. About business. Absolutely all about that business because he's all about it during every single week. It seems like there's a UFC card and then now, of course, the NFL. And Lou is obviously very active in that Mm -hmm. market. So, look, man, we're just less than, we're what, a week away. We're going to get our first NFL game week one Thursday night here at Dallas and Tampa Bay. So, uh, books are about to be packed because really, you know, it kind of calms down in the summer. But everybody bets the NFL. So, this place right behind us and all over. Las Vegas going to be packed Absolutely. very soon. A lot of excitement brewing, that's for sure. That'll do it for hour number one. Hour number two returns. We've got a deep dive to the Saints to get to, as well as an update on the Tour Championship. That's coming up next. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.